Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the University Star Black History Series, The Black Perspective. I am your host, Brandon Sands, the Opinions Editor, and with me, I have my ladies again. Why don't you introduce yourself, starting with Alicia. Hi, it's Alicia. I'm an Opinions Columnist. Hi, I'm Michaela. I'm an Opinions Columnist. And my name's Sterling, and I'm also an Opinions Columnist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this week, we started off with um, one of our token favorites, um, interracial dating. But Michaela, you had a different take on it. Why don't you explain to the people at home um, your position on interracial dating? Well, basically, this world is all good and stuff. But um, my point was that no one will be able to understand you better than someone from your own race, pretty much. Even though um, someone of another race can sympathize with you, they won't be able to completely understand your experience as a black American in the United States. Yeah, and you also touched on um, not only that they won't be able to understand you as intimately as someone of your own race, but also just when getting in these relationships to be mindful that that is a reality in those situations. Not knocking them, of course, but just saying, be mindful that there's this certain hurdle that you're, this certain hurdle that you're gonna have to overcome. Um, And it won't be easy because, as you stated in the column, you can't really overcome that because you can't, you're not a black person, so there are just some things, certain things that you just won't get, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was important to uh, touch upon. Sterling, you look like you. (laughs) <laughs> what did y'all think of the column, Alicia Sterling? Or just the topic in general? <laughs> oh, gosh. I thought it was good. Um, I, I thought it was really good. It made me smile at the end. It was very, like, lighthearted. I like interracial dating, just not for me, myself, personally. I only see, I only am attracted to black people. And I know that sounds bad, but it's just what I like. Not to say that there's nothing wrong with other races, but it's just something that I go towards, which is, I'm pretty sure it's common among other people, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's why they have that website, White People Meet. Yeah. Because it's so hard for white white people to meet other white people. Yeah. Yeah. They literally are in every corner of every globe of every (laughs) of everywhere. You cannot like there's no escaping. Like not saying this even if you wanted to. Yeah, like you can meet white people in freaking Alaska, Antarctica, like everywhere. I'm pretty sure. Pretty Mm -hmm. sure. You run into a white person before you run into a whale. Or wait, let me think of something more common. I don't know why I said a whale. Whale. I said a whale. I was like, what, girl? Where are you living at? For every tree, there is a white person. (laughs) 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 Every leaf, but there is a white person. Oh, God. Um. (laughs) Well, (laughs) on that note, um, I have no problem with interracial dating, of course. And, like, I've been attracted to other races. Like, I think that other... Races are, you know, attractive and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my life, I've never had really like, like I'm, yeah, I've never had a boyfriend that wasn't African American for the time that I've been allowed to date. And um, 
<clears throat> I don't know. It's just, I guess people, a lot of people, they're just accustomed to whatever they grow up around. So yeah. there are some people that have like a mixed culture family and they might have like uncles and male role models in their life that are all different races and that's fine. And so they, they're attracted or, you know, they're okay with being around other races and dating outside of a color that they are but I grew up around African American men and that's what I feel comfortable with because there's like a comfort there knowing that we share the same a lot of times we'll share the same you know viewpoints in life where we encountered similar problems especially like social type problems like that uh, political, all that stuff. So, and a lot of times, depend even depending on the, like the region of African American, like if you were born in the South or if you were born in the North or whatever, <clears throat> there can be differences there in our own race, but still all across the board, you know, <clears throat> we're gonna share a lot of the same experiences as being African or African American people. So, going off of what you said. Also, like, I feel like, because I've dated other races, and I feel like it has a lot to do with the fact that I went to, like, majority white schools, like, most of my life. So that's what I was surrounded around. Like, Chad was a Papa boy in school, not Jaquan. So I don't know why I said Jaquan. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, be a black Chad, too, people. Don't, don't, don't want to be a black Chad. Damn, just let me <laughs> let me play out my scenario. Dang. <laughs> what I was saying was <laughs> is that and the the boys who were deemed the most attractive in where I was were always white. So yeah. I don't know. When I was younger I was like, yeah, I want to be like you know when you want to be like mm-hmm. fit in and all that? When that was important to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she said yeah. yeah, I was around white people all the time. I'm not gonna lie though, when I was in elementary school, I know this doesn't count, but when I was in elementary school, I had <laughs> I had a little white boyfriend. His name was Thomas. He was blonde hair, blue eyes. He was so cute, and he gave me crackers at snack time. But that doesn't count. But like, I understand what you're coming from because like I was in the military and like bouncing from place to place. Like, of course, there were always like white. Your people father there. was in the military. Yeah. Well, my, I'm a, I'm a military. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a military brat. Yeah. So. Um, like we encountered all different races, everything, but um, it just exposed me to a lot of things. But still, like my parents, I don't believe would have too much of a problem with that because it's like you love who you love. <clears throat> We're gonna accept them no matter what. But um, my grandparents and even my aunt was like, "You better not bring nobody home that is lighter than you know one of my cousins who's mixed and they need to be at either your color or darker you know like if they can't use your comb don't bring them home type yeah. stuff oh, God. yeah yeah, I that. yeah. Really? My, mom's, yeah my mom's yeah <laughs> so i was like mm. always i was always conscientious like i knew i was like my parents you know slash my grandparents but they're a little bit you know older are the only people really that I really kind of just like zero in and like, hey, listen to their inform- their whatever they're telling me. So as long as my parents are pretty cool with it, then I'm okay with it. So, but you yeah. know what? Like what you're saying about the comb, as a natural, 
I prefer someone who's not gonna be using my products. That, sh- that stuff is expensive. <laughs> it is expensive. Like, and if he can't use it, hey, all the power to me, you know? <laughs> I'm using up all my products. Cause like, if you if you date a black guy, y'all can use the same stuff, you know? Yeah, me and my boyfriend. He gonna be now, using up all your thirty dollar conditioning. He like, does. Bro, I'm about to bite he you. Does. <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> um, yeah, and <laughs> I guess um, for me, uh, getting in on this conversation, it's just, um, there's just a certain, like you were touching on, Sterling, a certain kind of commonality and a certain kind of kinship that you have with people of your own, not even race, but just your own ethnic group. Like, there's just a certain... Um, comfort I get in being with someone who's also African-American, not just black specifically, mm-hmm. but particularly African-American because we have that generational um, sameness as well as like you touched upon the similar kind of struggles as well as similar lineage um, so we can more intimately empathize with one another and understand each other on a more intimate level, which I think is important in any given relationship. So. Yes, more more black love. Of course, if like you touch upon y'all like um, different racial men, um, as I do too, but there's just a certain kind of pizzazz yeah. and a certain kind of je ne sais quoi about um, sameness. Yeah. Black brown sugar love is like, mm, mm, I want little, you know, nappy-headed kids running around. Like, you know? <laughs> Why they gotta be nappy-headed? <laughs> I mean, because nappy's beautiful, honey, that's why. <laughs> Touching on um, nappiness. Um, oh, this is kind of a shady. Okay, never mind. Not touching on nap- nappiness. Um, going to the next topic here. Um, <laughs> you already said it. Can't take it back. <laughs> Sterling, you wrote um, about black, black pride and how it's different from white supremacy, which caused quite the... Um, the fervor on our website it has at this one time over 40,000 views Damn. like 20 something comments so what? you inspired quite the conversation um why don't you tell people about your column and just your uh, point of view so this column was I just want to get my point across that <clears throat> the black pride movement and what the original Black Panthers associate like um, association built was not on black supremacy and it did not equate to um, white supremacist groups. They weren't trying to tear other races down. They didn't think that they were supreme over other races and trying to, you know, um, basically like annihilate them or do do any of the horrific things that the white supremacy groups like the KKK did. They were trying to build up their communities, create opportunities for their kids, protect their elderly, you know? Um, and that it's just not the same. And some people still have that view that, oh, just because you're proud of your black excellence and you're trying to make a change and it's not as peaceful or as, as laid back as everyone wants it to be, then it's all of a sudden a, a hate group. Like Black Lives Matter is a hate group. What is, what is that? No, we're not. Um, so I, that's what I just really wanted to distinguish and get across to those that still don't know that the Black Panther Party was not a supremacy group. Yeah. Um. 
And I think it's kind of emblematic of where those people are coming from, because when you look historically, when white people have talked about taking pride in their quote unquote heritage or their whiteness, it's been under the guise of supremacy and terrorism and um, and just um, attacking other racial groups. So when they see other people trying to take pride in their heritage and their lineage, they um, equivocate the two just because that's what they're most used to. That's how they've used um, that type of social movement Mm -hmm. to weaponize their privilege and power against other groups. I think it's very telling for them to kind of uh, shift their demons on us when we try to take pride in in our in what we've historically been told we shouldn't be prideful about. Um, what y'all think about the column? I thought it was good and very timely, because right when it came out, <laughs> Beyonce, you know, released Formation that Saturday. That was not planned. And <laughs> the Super Bowl performance, and now yeah. all there's this uproar about her portraying like political. I don't. I don't even know a political message at the Super Bowl and it's just it's making me mad like honestly like when else are we supposed to when I just I was listening to this guy on YouTube talk about how the Super Bowl isn't the time and place because it's like a family setting da 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 the NFL is the most political driven yeah and company one of them why is not embracing your heritage not family friendly you I think I said that weird why is embracing your heritage not family friendly yeah because what if there's a little black kid watching exactly. this and kind of going back to what Sterling was talking about with the origins of the Black Panther Party which Beyonce paid homage to it was largely to benefit this their social groups black mm-hmm. you know they did the drive for the um, the lunches for children for uh, school children they had programs implemented that worked better than government programs today and and back then and that will probably ever be (laughs) honestly (laughs) so it just it makes me mad it makes me mad it's it's very family friendly and to to act as though the, the super bowl has never tried to get out these political statements it's just a misnomer because every super bowl someone sings a national anthem and there's troops everywhere and the little spacecraft not spacecraft the little jet thingies are flying mm-hmm. over overhead and that's an intrinsically political statement there's mm-hmm. nothing apolitical about that proud to be an american whatever yeah. that is exactly. that's propaganda yes Please. propaganda <laughs> and there have been other you know artists that have um, performed with like confederate flags in the background mm-hmm. and like that's a political statement so don't yep. just come for her like come for everybody if you're gonna come for people first of all and two like why are you mad like she's a black woman singing about pro-black you know blackness like it's not like she's white and she's singing about black stuff like she's <laughs> like <laughs> it's not black. like lady gaga like, is up doing up culture. there yeah. Yeah. i don't know if y'all saw that video on snl when they did um when beyonce turned black yeah and it was very like i mean it was real because white people are freaking out that she's singing a pro-black song did you, like they forgot she was yeah, black she's been black this like, whole time this like whole they forgot time. her mama right? from louisiana like, yes. she's been black. her daddy's so, alabama just don't come for her don't ever come for she the queen ever <laughs> 
and <laughs> and then like they tried to deflect and be like, well, Lady Gaga, I think Lady Gaga just did really good. What she did, but honey, that's no, <laughs> no. And then like what makes me really mad is like I see commercials all the time. They have this commercial um, for I think it's I don't know who it is. It's not Kevin Durant. It's somebody else. It's a basketball player, and there's this African American child, and he's narrating like his introduction as he's coming out to, you know, play or something. It's a commercial, and it's for like the Jordan something something. But I just look, and I'm just like, okay, what are we portraying to our kids? Like, everyone is beating down Beyonce about making a political statement about the injustices and inequalities that are going on in our country. But we can show and flash a commercial with this little black boy, you know, cheering, you know, our athletes on, which I have no problem with that, but we need to get out of the phase to where we're always being portrayed as either entertainers mm-hmm. with no message or just entertainer or just sports side. You know, I'm tired of mm-hmm. that. Like I've walked around the campus and like I've had people of a certain race asked me if I was a track runner just mm-hmm. by the way I look or I'm here on an athletic scholarship just because of you know like you think I can't get in here on grades honey I made it in here all on grades okay mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like and yours people, are probably better yeah okay but people it just makes me so mad because it's just the way that we're portrayed still a lot of times we they think we're either entertainers as far as rappers or singers or you know we play basketball football run track and nothing else and we can't have any political views or personal life or anything like that so I just makes me sad makes me angry um, it's just historically that's what black people have only been allowed to do is entertain white people and they Mm -hmm. always expect (laughs) us to entertain them apolitically as if these types of disparities and negative things aren't happening to them specifically as well as to their greater community as if they're supposed to be completely divorced from the average Mm -hmm. black American experience because they have money and because their bosses is some old white man who tells them to throw baskets in a baskets to throw balls in a basket for a couple million. Yeah, and a lot of their communities that they came from, like a lot of them haven't already, not all of them, but a lot of them haven't always had like this huge amount of money and success. You know, they came even from middle-class, hardworking families or wh- whatever their economical background is. And these are things that they probably in de- like encountered when they were growing up. So, uh, uh, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they think, um, it's kind of, uh, gosh, I don't want to get into that conversation. But um, the the opposition is just these kinds of um, class reductionists who think, um, which basically means that class is the only ill in society. So if, you're, <laughs> if you have money, then you're good in society. Your privilege has been won. As mm-hmm. if there aren't these different levels to privilege, such as white privilege and body privilege and straight privilege and all these things. So you think because these people are rich, that kind of negates their blackness and mm-hmm. they can they can live relatively privileged lives and that's not the case. They may be privileged economically, but socially that's... That They'll doesn't. always see you as a nigga. Yep. Point blank period. Always. And we still aren't even in the top one. Even though <laughs> they have all that money, they ain't nowhere close to the top 1%. And what do all the people in the top 1% look like? <laughs> oh, wait. Let me tell you, they're, gonna, they're, they're Jewish. Oh, 
<laughs> they are. Okay, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying that they were white. I. Do <laughs> okay. they are? I'm pretty sure they're pro- they're Protestant Catholics. So we watched that movie. Some, yeah. some of them. I mean, they're but, white regardless. Yeah, they're or not white. They're Jewish the or some kind of <laughs> Christian, um, or Muslim, or atheist, or something. They're nine times out of ten white. Y'all white don't people. believe me, but it's true. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. gonna leave that alone. I should get no Jewish people gonna be no, coming on this. I mean, <laughs> they're successful. Okay, I'm gonna leave it alone. Hey. Okay, girl. Let's, let's leave that on. The Go, table. Drake. Um, <laughs> speaking of the powerful elites, Miss um, Alicia, <laughs> you wrote a column about President Obama, powerful elite. Well, um, about his historical significance as well as his progressive impact, um, not only to Black Americans but to the greater American public. So, why don't you explain to the folks at home uh, your column? Well, I just wanted to shed light on Obama's greatness and how he's the best ever. And um, I may be a little biased, but he's pretty much done what he said he was gonna do. As I mean, as much as he said he was gonna do um, with the opposing Congress. But um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about how he's just the greatest and we're gonna miss him. He's gonna be I'm gonna cry when he leaves. Agreed. Yeah, yeah it's gonna so, be the end of an end of the era. world. Oh, <laughs> the end well. of the world. The apocalypse <laughs> is coming. I wasn't coming. going that extreme. Um, <laughs> it'll be the end of an era, a, a relatively progressive era, um, specifically for Black people, mm-hmm. um, to have that kind of, at least momentarily, institutional power and prerogative of the presidency um, that comes with the presidency. Is, is going to be um, quite a interesting thing for us to mourn in his the last year of his uh, presidency. What you ladies think? I want an Asian president. I feel like they'll whip us back in shape. Oh. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm going to be no, sad. No, like, I'm kidding, but I don't know what we're going to do. The... I low-key feel like the world is coming to an end. Like, we're, we're, we're fucked. Like, I don't know what we're going to yeah. do. <laughs> like, as you're looking at the presidential candidates, it's like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you. It's yeah. like, which yeah. is, it's always the lesser of two evils, but even more so, it's like, Satan or Satan? Which one do I pick? You know? Like, honestly, Hillary doesn't deserve a third term because she was running stuff way back when and a lot of people don't know that nor do they agree with it but she 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 yeah you know so this will be you know a third presidency which you know is fine but if you're gonna give someone a third presidency presidency. you You might as well pick obama in you mean running because it sounds like you're saying that she's been president for well she's talking about when bill clinton was president (laughs) there were these rumors that she was kind of pulling the strings i mean let's look at bill even though he's great who who runs that marriage? Exactly. exactly. He be sitting on the sideline ready to die. Like, he's just sitting there like, Lord, take me now. Like, oh, God. Poor And Bill. then Trump's whole, like, there's not even words There's no, that. nothing to describe him. I'm just than. mad that he's gotten so far. Yes. Like, what, what is America? Let's take the country back. Back from who? And back Let's where, make it great though? again. <laughs> back where? Like, where? When it was great for you. Yeah, when was it ever great for people like me, girl? This is very He's going to make it worse. I know. And I know it wasn't great for you because your ass is poor. Uh, yeah. His constituency. <laughs> it's I'm very, sorry for cussing. I, but. No, you're good. And it's just, it's very 
symptomatic of a greater problem where when you look at the statistics and for this unprecedented decline in the white population in the sense that older white people, for the first time ever, you see just this stark decline in um, life expectancy. There oh, we go. Yeah. Oh. That for the first time ever, we're seeing a dip in that life expectancy. Really? Yeah. Because older white people are committing suicide. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Getting... Um, yeah, this is statistically That's proven. They're funny. committing suicide and they're getting hooked on, particularly hero- heroin. Are you serious? Um, yeah, so their like life expectancy rate is dropping. They're like, this is unprecedented. We we speculate that it's because the country is changing progressively as well as demographically with more minorities. Coming and they in. can't deal with it. Yeah, that's Aww. the speculation. Oh, poor them. Um, oh. So that's why you see people like Trump gaining that kind of support because they're like, he's gonna. He's going to save my dying grandma from her heroin addiction because, you know, 10 black people moved in on our street and we don't like Man, mm. <laughs> well, that was, I'm sorry some... that the world is getting more progressive and we're learning how to treat other people like people. You can't deal with that. Yeah. Like, I mean. And then another I'm... statistic showed that the angriest people in America were Republicans and white people. Yeah. So yeah. That... Oh, that does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, his, <laughs> the Hispanic population is on the rise. And, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, but they're not. They're taking all our jobs. You have no job in the first place. What you talking about? You've been sitting on the couch watching Everest commercials. Don't try it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of jobs, Alicia, in your column, you mentioned the uh, 4.9 unemployment rate, which is the lowest it's been in seven years since Obama took over from Bush's um, presidency where we were losing, like, 800,000 jobs per month. Um, so it's quite the, quite the progressive impact. Um, so it's going to be a sad time, not only for black Americans, since this is so significant for us demographically, but also just for America in general, um, to lose such an impactful president who's succeeded in spite of unprecedented ob- obstruction from Republicans who, as soon as he got elected, the first thing they they said were, was that their main goal was to make him a one-term president, which honestly failed. But they, you know, the country Two be times. damned. We're just gonna try our hardest to make sure he gets nothing passed, and he's done so much for the the country. So mm-hmm. kudos to Obama. Thanks, Obama. He's so Thanks, cool. Obama. All the foolishness <laughs> that, that both family, Bushes like, have created, and then he had to try to fix up like ah good job Obama I will miss you I will miss you the basketball court in the backyard I will miss it okay girl (laughs) (laughs) and plus family with no drama yeah the first family the daughters well behaved you don't see them out I mean they're kind of young but still even Chelsea she was a little wild when she first got into (sighs) acting a fool but this family is just like they they're what the ideal American family should look like. Yes. I do say so myself. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz Michelle stays supporting him and he supports her. They're and they support their children. Yeah, very. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. Yeah, Michelle's very educated and oh, what? The other day. <laughs> oh. I was time. scrolling. <laughs> I don't even know what I was on, but I think it was Twitter. And Obama, you know, um Stake number 1. Michelle Obama had on like some dress for like the inauguration. I don't remember which it was, but you know, it's an expensive dress. She's the first lady, so she's not gonna wear something from Ross. 
<laughs> Someone was like, how do you poor black people feel knowing that Michelle Obama is wearing a $2,000 dress? Um, honey, I'm happy someone can stun on all y'all like that. But I'm going to clap because she looked beautiful. Like, really? Yeah. And they and most likely so... give it to her. Like, Yeah, they might the, have given it to her. The first lady is going to wear your dress. That is, you know, th- that is your payment. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like how people give artists clothes all the time you know Rihanna and Beyonce and all of them they they get they don't have to pay for clothes like they get clothes and it's aside from whether or not she paid for it the just the question of how do you poor black people feel about her wearing a $2,000 dress how like that's just so offensive like how do you poor white people feel about spending billions of dollars in a war in Iraq that was for nothing. Not even a war, oh. a conflict. Yeah, a conflict in Iraq that was built on lies. Oh. Like how, like that's just as if we're supposed to be like, oh no, because we're poor. <laughs> I'm just happy one poor. of us can wear a $2,000 dress, you know? Like, I as a race, we I feel like we're much stores. more supportive yeah. of each yeah. other than... And they're just trying to create that kind of divide to like, oh, the same thing with the Beyonce thing. Like, yeah. oh, she's so rich. She, y'all should be against her because y'all are on the bottom of the barrel. And it's like, no, no but we're still black girl. Yeah. <sighs> it's just ridiculous. Um, division is in their nature, I suppose. Um, speaking <laughs> part of the American nature, of course. Um, <laughs> um, so now... I wrote about this week um, the black, the non-existent black card, and basically what I wanted to get across um, is that a it doesn't exist, and b for other black people to stop congratulating and applauding white people for having the most minuscule amount of wokeness or whatever you want to <laughs> call it, and it just is is very problematic because it just goes back to this time where we're just seeking white affirmation and confirmation from the greater culture on things that are for us intrinsically or culturally or however um, however you want to put it. And I just think that it's it's very tacky and <laughs> and just um, it it just makes us seem pathetic yeah it demeans us it demeans us exactly the fact that we're so willing to just give away our heritage and our culture that just just because someone someone yeah and not even on beat (laughs) that's that's ridiculous yeah it's quite (sighs) i'm i hate i hate when i get on twitter you know how there's all like black twitter white twitter thing and you're on black Twitter, minding your own business, laughing at some good jokes, and you see some white person doing something that I guess, I, it, it's usually dancing, usually dancing. Yeah, usually dancing. And the caption's like, oh, look at this. Uh, oh, for instance, oh, I have an example. I think it was Kendall Jenner was dancing to some song. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And people are like putting heart eye emojis and like, oh, she can. And she wasn't doing anything. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't even doing anything. And I was just like, y'all gonna give away like, your whole race yeah, this for is this a, ignorance. Yeah, this is the epitome of white mediocrity where white people get praised for being mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh my gosh, look at this white girl slightly dance vaguely on beat for five seconds. Like, and then people are like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing thing we've ever seen, Black Heart. It's like, whoa, hold up, slow down. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> it's, they love it's that though. They love to get like recognition for our stuff. Yeah. And that's dangerous in regards to the fact that they'll think they'll become more comfortable with mm. appropriating our exactly. culture in the first place and then they'll, you know, try to adopt things like the word these are the word nigga. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Stop it. That's what I touched on in my column where they you then um, affirm them to the point where they feel energized and comfortable enough to use that kind of language and use um, things that frankly aren't for them to use in a vac- vacuum. And then you you leave a slew of, um, of black people in the wake of this kind of oppressive language and oppressive action from these people who have been entitled to the point, who have been entitled by your lack of comfortability in your own blackness slash your coon nature. Mm-hmm. And it's okay like to say, oh, you dance pretty well, if they do dance well, but you don't have to give them a semblance of yourself yeah. for that, you know? You can still appreciate someone's dance who's like, oh, you did pretty okay on that dab. Like, <laughs> you get it for a white girl, you know, type thing, but you don't be like, here's your black card. Thank you for shopping at Black Star Us. <laughs> You know? Black Star Us. I'm dead. Well put. Yeah. Ain't no Black Star Us over here. Nah, it's not open. Go somewhere. It's never Go been somewhere. Open. It's literally never been open. Like, y'all made that store for yourselves and then <laughs> hired a few black people to um, to run it for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not part of us. <laughs> <laughs> So what y'all think, Alicia Sterling, what y'all think about the the column or just the topic in general, the black card? Um, at first, um, what was it? At first, I for whatever reason I thought you were gonna talk about um the black card and how like how we have our our black cards and stuff. <clears throat> but then like I read the column or whatever and I was just like, Oh yeah, you're right. This this is a thing that they do. And um it's a really fine line between appreciating and appropriating and that's yeah yeah, and i think that's what everyone needs to realize of all different cultures races whatever but um yeah i just don't i don't like it honestly i feel like nothing is ours like nothing nothing is ours like and it's like you can't you can't you may be able to whip just as good as like the next black person that's fine but like, they're just things that you are not gonna identify with just because you're not black. And just to think just because you whip in Nene pretty decently that all of a sudden you get to, you get to say you're black? No, you will never get that privilege, ever, ever. And that's just the way your melanin is set up. You just won't <laughs> get that privilege. Yes. But it's, it's, it's really sad. And a lot of times I think, I don't even think they want to be down with the brown or whatever no, they think they are. No, They're just no, making no. fun of us, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. To them. Yeah. Like, like my dad always says, everybody wants to be black, but no one wants to be black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't really want to. They're laughing us. at us. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look at what these black people are doing. It's I know. Like, <laughs> we're going to try to do so it funny. too. Yeah. And it. <sighs> we can't have shit. <laughs> 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 and it creates what I coined in the column, this kind of cosine bigot who, whose bigotry is 
they feel is um, okay because they have that singular black friend who's like, who laughed when they called them the N-word. And was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, you're so funny, Justin. And now Justin's <laughs> running around St. Marcus calling everybody, hey, what's up, my nigga? And we're looking like, whoa. And then, you know, sooner or later, you know, something may happen to Justin and then he's going to be crying because... Somebody going to break his legs. <laughs> Somebody going to beat him up. <laughs> Like I said earlier, they don't give us the white card, so we shouldn't ever give them a black card. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We can't, we can't um, you know, go to Ross and swipe that white, white card, card for some privilege. Yes. Yes. I, sh- I would be using the, the hell out of that okay. white card. You go to any store and like swipe and be like, okay, now y'all don't have to follow me around. And <laughs> the thing is, for even if there was such a thing as a white card, we would have to work like a thousand times harder just to, to get, get it, it yes. compared to them getting a black card. Yeah. yeah. Most importantly, like, even if there was a white card, I wouldn't want it. Yeah. No, <laughs> because, like, why? For why? Like, what am I going to get? Unseasoned food and like... Some no, water casserole? <laughs> green bean casserole. But that's like, while we're like joking and being like Crocs. funny about it, unfortunately, a whole lot of people that are African American, but they say, oh, we don't identify with, oh, you know, African Americans yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's what they're working towards. Or even if they de- identify as African American and they just act like black people are the worst thing in the world, or, they're, mm-hmm. or they'll say, oh, I'm white, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I may be black, but on the inside, I'm white. They're working towards that never, yeah. never never going to be gotten never going to be achieved white card that they think that they're going to get but honey boo boo child i need you to wake up because then you're never going to look at you the same as as them you will mm-hmm. never be equal like never 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 you still black at the you're end still of the day. black at the end of the day that's why i don't understand people like that i used to know a girl oh god lord bless her soul she swore but she had some white girl hair i'm like girl <laughs> you can't do what they do to their hair i know this isn't as serious what you're talking about but it was just i'm like i would tell her like literally every day because we ran track together and be like you can't do what you can't just throw your hair on a ponytail and leave <laughs> you have to put some grease or something in it you can't just be you can't did she have like a stiff ponytail yes oh. but her hair was longer so she thought that <laughs> was I, I don't it permed? know yeah uh, yeah. Or like that Chia, what's that called? That like, um. Yeah, or like, stuff. And, and I'm from Houston, so it's very humid. <laughs> we outside running in the morning. Your hair gonna puff up if you got some melanin in you. That happened to all of us black girls. So as soon as we get back to time, we pull out them flat irons and, and fix whatever, you know, because at that time, most of us were relaxed. And this girl, we'd be like, Journey, you want, you wanna? She'd be like, nah, I'm good. You gonna walk around like that? You just gonna throw it in a ponytail leaf? Was she? Are you sure she wasn't just comfortable in her nappy hair? No, she oh. swore up and down okay. that she did it. <laughs> <laughs> she did not have hair like us. And I'm looking at her hair, looking at my hair. I'm like, pretty similar to me, but uh, okay, you say so. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we talk about this, it just really makes me sad. It just yeah. really makes me upset at like people like Raven Simone, who had so much influence oh. on a lot of not just African American girls, but like girls all over the world. And then she wants to pull this stuff. Like, what are you teaching yeah, what people are you them? to like denounce your own race? That's basically what she's teaching, especially little African American girls, like mm-hmm. from every continent in Africa mm-hmm. and Europe, mm-hmm. every continent. <laughs> 
every continent. Country. Country. Every country. That's what she said. Every continent. Oh, she said yeah, that? she said yes. I'm from oh, every continent in Africa and every continent yeah. in Europe. I'm like, first of all, even if she meant <laughs> even if she meant country, there's like fifty one countries in Europe and forty seven in Africa. Mm-hmm. Girl, you're not from all of those. You can't stop lying. <laughs> you can't. Let alone all the continents. So She's just, uh, yeah. she's just trying to get attention at this point. Mm-hmm. And her I, and Stacy. Yeah, mm. I never even thought about it. Stacey but what you said earlier about the message that she's portraying to young girls, but even the message she's portraying to other countries about what black people in America are like, or what we think of our black uh, Americans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, they already think we. <laughs> they they already don't like us. Like, what? Why make it worse, please? They don't like Americans. Yeah, they don't like Americans, period. They don't like white Americans. They don't like Americans, and they don't like black people. So they yeah. combine those two, and like, girl, you're hated everywhere. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, I'm sorry, but uh, you're black. Well, on that note, um, let's conclude this here. Um, <laughs> tune in next week where we'll be tackling such issues with Miss Alicia, uh, the imperialism of black women's um, attributes and aesthetic as well as Miss Michaela over here will be talking about why minorities can't be racist. Um, Sterling will be talking about why we need black educators. Then me, of course, always um, ending it off with something special. Um, <laughs> Excuse us. <laughs> it's a surprise. <laughs> it's, it's a surprise. Um, so until next time, I'm Brandon Sams, your host. and I'm Michaela Everett. <laughs> I'm Alicia. And I'm Sterling Wilmer. If you have any questions or comments, tweet us at University Star or leave a comment under our columns on the uh, our webpage, universitystar.com. Um, and we'll see you next week. Brendan Sands, signing out. <laughs>